Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. And Vince, before we get into any of the hoopla, uh, we would like to read a review from one of our wonderful listeners. Yes, please do. Um, do would you like me to read it, or would you like to read if it? If you wouldn't mind, okay. I'd, I'd love to hear it in your the Tom vernacular. Okay. Um, this is from uh, Capra15. Here's the review. No matter where I'm at, this podcast always goes. It's a perfect listen while I'm patting some dough, getting ready for Pizza Fridays. Or sometimes I wait till the sun's down and listen while I'm working on my short game before a weekend of golf. Just me and a beer putting around the green in the dark. Oh, putting around the green in the dark. And Tom and Vince, to put it bluntly, this podcast is Cold Stone. I like it. I love it. Gotta have it. Oh, for Pete's sake, just put in your earbuds and throw on your dancing shoes. This is one heck of a listen. Wow. Uh, I know exactly who that's from, and I know exactly what it's in reference to. Shout out to uh, RJ Rivard out in Ann Arbor. Um, That is a reference to a friend of ours, and he and his, first of all, staunch Republican in college, also ahead of the game, has like loved golf since he was... 14, he was on the golf team back in high school, and him, he and his girlfriend were, I'd never seen it, but according to our two friends from high school who live next door, had some overt PDA back in the day. Oh my. And so they came up with code names to discuss it. One was always oh, patting the dough in there. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's making a pizza. Yeah. He, oh, he's night putting. <laughs> That was that was was, uh, if if there was sex on the table. Oh my! Um, Anyways, I I I may have made a a a rap song about it, and really one of the lines was uh, like I'm working at Cold Stone, like it, love it, gotta have it. So is this available anywhere for uh, us to consume? uh, It's actually another another reviewer and podcast super fan, uh, Carl Papa. He actually is a hoarder of. Sorts. So he definitely has a copy somewhere. Okay. I'll be I'll be hitting up Carl at some point, but um, you know that's uh, quite a doozy of a story, and you know it just makes me think of uh, H O V A, otherwise known as Hova. Why is that, Vince? Well, I don't know why it makes you why that story makes because it's Jay Z is one of the greatest. That's a pretty great story. But I know where you're headed. We are drinking something from. Brooklyn Brewers today. Brewing? Brooklyn Brewing. Yeah, Brooklyn Brewery. Specifically, their Brewery. flagship Brooklyn Lager. <laughs> How many ways lager. can you say that wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. this is Brooklyn Lager. Um, for for those of you who are living in New York City, congratulations on having a false sense of superiority and for living in a great place. This is... Uh, this is what we're drinking today. Yeah, it's interesting. There's something that comes over people when they move to New York yeah. or when they move from New York. My mother grew up in New York. Uh, we beat the New York, not physically, but yeah. through you know, making fun of her constantly. We right. beat the accent <laughs> out of her. Got it. Um, but every once in a while, she'll get excited when she's with friends and you'll get a big, it was huge. <laughs> um, That's fun. But yeah, so there's something about... Moving to New York, where it is now the greatest place in the world, and 
you just wouldn't understand. Yeah, you wouldn't get it unless you, you lived there. Get it. Yeah, you wouldn't get the it. amount of people I know who moved to New York that think they're better than you. It's uh, a ten out of ten, I would say. Which is weird because no one in New York ever asked. What you think you're better than me? <laughs> yeah, that's in Boston. That's only. straight Boston. <laughs> yeah, but Boston but <laughs> wants to know why you think you're better than you. New York wants you to know that they are better than yeah, you. Yeah, they well, they don't think they even have to tell you. They just go, oh wow. <laughs> This again, but I digress. Uh, let's talk about the beer itself. So it's Brooklyn Lager. Uh, description: Brooklyn Lager unites flavors of toffee, toast, and caramel with a dry hopped aroma full of grapefruit, flowers, and pine. Whether it's in your favorite pint glass, a trusty bottle, or a versatile can, Brooklyn is the beer for the job. If you're looking for the dry hopped amber lager that changed the world. Look no further. Ah, there's the New York that I changed the love. world. Now, yeah. So here, I say we we dive in. Uh, we'll see if if us having this taste affects us the same way that moving to New York affected my brother Zach, who I came down the stairs one Thanksgiving morning to find him staring up at a TV, going, "Wow, just wow." And when I got to the TV and saw what he was looking at, it was a literal screensaver of New York City. (laughs) Wow. Zach, sorry about that roasting. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. I can smell the barley. You can, yeah. This is going to be a dark. This is also an amber ale. Hey, that's not bad. I'm not going to say, wow, just wow. You know? That's very drinkable. Yeah, I was... Truthfully, we had an Ambriel um, on the show not that long ago that I didn't love. This one has a lot more flavor to it. Interesting. Quite quite a bit of flavor. And, you know, not to talk too much about the brewery itself, but they, they had pretty interesting backstory on the founder, Dude, right? It is bananas. Yeah. So I, it, it fits very well with the New York narrative. We're talking yeah. New York. It's a city of immigrants. It's right. The, it's, you know, just... Everybody pulling their stuff, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, So just to give you guys a little bit of flavor on this, let's start with the fact that this one is widely available. So you can likely get this uh, if you're living in the United States. 34 different states, 5 different countries. So they're very proud of that. Uh, The team stretches around the planet. They're... I guess if you head down to their packaging hall in Brooklyn, you're going to meet people from over 12 countries and there's going to be more than 20 languages spoken. They've got a a local rep who's a power lifter in Australia. In France, they've got an education manager who apparently hand stitches can sleeves. So they're very, very proud of this. And a lot of that seems to stem from the brewers themselves or, or the founders themselves. So in 1988, Steve Hindy and Tom Potter founded this brewery, Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn Brewery. It's interesting here because Steve Hindy learned to brew beer during a six-year stay in parts of the Middle East. What? Yes, in various Middle Eastern nations, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, came home to Brooklyn where he lived upstairs in uh, upstairs with uh, Tom Potter, Sorry, he lived above Tom Potter, his downstairs neighbor, who's from Park Slope. Uh, and then they quit their jobs in 88 and founded the brewery where they hired graphic designer Milton Glazer to create the company logo and identity in exchange for a share in the company in return. Now, 
If the name Milton Glaser sounds familiar, it didn't to me, you guys are ahead of us. The reason that you should all know that is he is the brains behind the I Love New York campaign. What? All those t-shirts, I Heart New York. Yeah. So I thought that was really, wow. really interesting. I think they're, they're pretty uh, worldwide. And the idea, I think, is with a dream to return brewing to Brooklyn. And they weren't able to do that right away. But it sounds like they're making moves to actually start brewing in, in Brooklyn soon. Wow. This beer is just as New York as sex in the city, huh? Oh, dude. I I will. <laughs> I recently watched an episode of Sex in the City in a hotel. Maybe actually three of them. And the I, way I was, had a lot of thoughts. The way it was meant to be consumed, I presume. Like, yeah. number one, it uh, the theme song literally sounds like they contracted a guy who makes elevator music. And they said... Go off, King. Do whatever you want. Like, we want this to be wild. <laughs> and this guy's just like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let me throw a little ding, ding, ding. Or it's like the, the guy who, he was probably Ryan Gosling's character from uh, La La Land, but like 30 years it. earlier. Um, I just had a random thought. Is Sex in the City um, entourage for women? Because I feel like I it's think it pretty much be. exactly the same. <laughs> It's almost exactly the same type of thing, um, just I, in gender reverse. I yeah. think my only issue with Sex and the City is this woman. Well, first of all, like any other TV show that's set in New York, you yeah. know, a, a gossip. A, a, I'm sorry, an advice columnist. Yeah, lives in this gorgeous apartment. Uh, that's just unrealistic. Right. But like, wouldn't you be upset if you were being name dropped in? A well-read publication. She doesn't. She doesn't go like make up names. She yeah. literally says, "My friend Miranda, who lives at 14th Street and Bleecker." Yeah, but also like that was kind of the naivete of the internet in the early 2000s. Like it wasn't. There weren't that many places to go on the internet. Yeah, but that wasn't even internet. It was print. It was print media. So people were just like, well, so any any Jamoku's stepping stepping up to a any Jamoku. <laughs> oh no! Did you move to Brooklyn in the middle of recording this? No, maybe, maybe. Any Jamoku yeah. can just come right into our neighborhood. He just walked right up. He walked right up to the newspaper stand, and he just grabbed he grabbed the the, the latest edition of Star <laughs> Weekly or whatever whatever piece of crap she's writing for, and and there it was. It's a stock is delight. <laughs> and finish your thoughts. So that's it. That's yeah, it. Like, that's can you imagine? Thought. Can you imagine if I was? Uh, yeah. I keep saying gossip columnist, but that's not accurate. advice. An advice columnist. And first of all, no one's asking questions. She's just yeah opining and saying, "Let me give you some advice on something you didn't ask for." Yeah. And I said, "My friend Tom Doherty, uh, who, who lives, lives in at- Redacted Street on Redacted Boulevard." Yeah. I- yeah. Exactly. I get it. Like you'd be pretty. You'd be like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, and doesn't she also write about all the men that she sleeps with too? Is yeah, part and, of it. Yeah, and there's one of them whose name is Mr. Big, and it's not for the reason, uh, the obvious reason that it should be. Yeah, it's on HBO. They yeah. could do that back then. Well, full disclosure, I like you have probably seen a handful of episodes in a hotel room. I've never seen the whole series. I probably never will watch it, but that's fair. I just think that that show got like so much credit for being like you know refreshing and well written and like featuring women and 
I just don't feel like it's compared to other HBO shows in the upper echelon. It's not even like in the in the conversation for me. Well, I mean, it's also I think it's just the fact that there were four female uh, main characters because. Yeah. It certainly isn't doesn't have any feminist twist to it. Right in the uh, in cold the, open, <laughs> she's in a white or a light pink shirt, and right. she gets splashed. Like I'm a come on, yeah. Who are yeah. we doing that for? Well, um, that's for the husbands, <laughs> the ones that probably got stuck watching it in the 2001. And me, yeah. In my hotel room, I guess. I don't. In, in I'm not going to ask Minnesota. why that's what you were watching, but we'll. I, we it can was, move on. It was that. on. It was yeah. on. Um, this is good to get back to the beer. Yeah. It's, it, I actually might like, you're talking about the amber beer we had yeah. prior to that. And that was Louis Demise, if I'm not yes. mistaken. I uh, love the story behind that. But this one, I, I don't know if I love it as much as I like Louis Demise quite a bit. Uh, if I remember correctly, you liked it a lot more than I did. I, I didn't. I gave it a two point seven. I think I gave it somewhere in the three five three seven five neighborhood. Yeah. And this is like this is a similar type of feel. Five point two alcohol by volume. You know, it's it's eminently eminently crushable. It's, well, it's great. Let's see how crushable it is out of the glass because that could be that could be a differentiating point. Um, and while we're do that, we're doing that. I mean. It We're not going to stop talking about New York stuff because I've got a million things. Dude, it doesn't to remind bring up. me of like New York at all. That's what's strange is this doesn't make me think New York. That's fair, but do you think about craft beer when you think about New York? I mean, New York. No, is that's true. The most. I mean, arguably, it's the most American city that we have. I mean, it's certainly like the most important American. I hate to admit it, but it is the most important American city that we have. Um, this is not as amber as the uh, amber ale we had. Yeah, you're right. And also, I've been in New York a couple times, and I've, I think I've even had this, but I just didn't remember at all what it tasted. I've like. never had this in New York. I've only had this in Chicago, or at least Brooklyn Brewing. Okay, brewery. You know what? I think I might actually like it a little better out of the glass. I think it's worse out of the glass. I like it confined in the can. I don't know why. Okay. It just it feels better for me. But as far as like, you know, what this beer is pop culturally, it's to me something that doesn't belong, right? This Brooklyn based beer to me doesn't belong in the five boroughs. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm following this one, but well, so so when you get that taste, right? I have this whole idea and this aesthetic right now of Brooklyn that's changed over the years to become yeah. more of like a hipster thing. But in New York in general, and you're getting into the five boroughs, right? I, I think of it, and maybe it's just overshadowed, but I don't think of it as like a this is this is a a nice cold beer that you can have at the end of your day. At the end of your your long shift, it feels similar to something we did with with Alisalute, right? Yeah, you know. And for some reason, I've sort of come to think of New York as more hoity-toity, you know, more cosmopolitan. You know, you're having yeah. you're having those those drinks versus beers, which is maybe unfair because this is good. It's technically you know brewed in Utica, New York, which makes a lot more sense. But it's this beer 
would be out of place. If I were going to New York and I were ordering something, I wouldn't be ordering a beer if I wanted to feel like a New Yorker, which would ostensibly make me not a New Yorker. But yeah. And I'm trying to think of things that that just felt out of place, even though they were still good. And I'm going directly to sports, and I'm thinking immediately of uh, Paul George on the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> That's one where you, when he resigned, you're like, deep pull, sort of, yeah. What the heck is he doing? That guy doesn't belong in Oklahoma City. That guy belongs in LA, which where he ended up eventually. Right. But he resigned and he did that, and that was surprising. And they were good. Yeah, they were good. Um, That's a really interesting thought, though. Like things that don't belong where they are. Um, Epcot. Yeah. Well, Florida might just be ruled out of the, the <laughs> equation because everything in Florida um, doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I should rephrase it. Issue. It's not things that don't belong. It's things that you wouldn't think belong, but they work out. You don't think of them when you think of a certain area. But so, so like uh, if we're gonna go movies, right? It it'd be probably like calling. I think we've discussed this movie before, but. What's the one, uh, the most recent one with Carrie Mulligan? Oh, promising uh, young promising woman. young woman. Oh, <laughs> that fell. That fell. Yeah. It by all accounts, it should have been a comedy. It had all of these comedians in it, right? And I think it might have even been billed slightly as like a dark comedy. There was nothing about that. No that jokes. Felt like it should be in that category. Yeah. And yet, I don't know where else to put it. And so I. I think it stays there as a dark comedy. I I think your thought is valid, but I I have a different theme for this one. Mm-hmm. I think this beer is very representative of New York in the sense that the stereotype of New York is that it, people are brash and they love talking about how great things are there and they they want the world to know that like whatever they do is the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that's honestly that theme comes up a lot in movies set in New York. You think about when Harry met Sally. You think about um, the litany of romantic comedies that are in New York. Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, thirteen going on thirty. Um, <laughs> classic. That that won a couple Oscars, right? Should have. Um, but if you just think about the story behind this beer, like obviously a great story, but they couldn't just have it be like they would never be a new Glarus where it's like, oh no, this is like a New York secret. There is no such thing as a New York secret. Everything is just. Widely available. This, you said this thing is in five countries. It's in yeah. 34 states. I feel like this is what a stereotypical New York person would be like. I made this beer, and guess what? Everybody's going to fucking love it. And we're not just keeping it here in our city. Okay. And if you think you can, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, you can drink, and you know you can who, drink it here. And you, you know who embodies that attitude better than anybody else? Jay-Z. Wow. Hove. Jay-Z. H-O-V-A. I have to say I'm a big Jay-Z fan. So, Moment of clarity was actually a real moment of clarity for me. A couple of my favorite ones ever. Uh, Dead Presidents. The Evils. Brooklyn's Finest. 
Sorry, are you talking? I'm about talking about Jay Z Wahlberg movie, or oh, uh, I'm not. No, I'm talking about the Jay Z song. Oh, the Takeover. Oh my God, that's so, so good. Wow. In general, the whole Black album is fantastic. I used to listen to Jay Z uh, radio on Pandora every time I went to the gym for about six years. There's a throwback, Pandora. Yeah, I still have an account. Is Pandora the Skype of? Uh... <laughs> Streaming? No, it, it's the Pepsi. Oh, Spotify is the Coke. No. Yes, absolutely it no, is. No, there's not a huge... Con- like, there's a large contingent of people... There are more people that have Pandora than have Spotify. Really? Yes. Well, hold on, but how many of them are active users? In terms of just I have raw... A pa- I have a Pandora. In terms of just that thing raw accounts... Years. Pandora, I, I promise you. But Pandora's you. been around long and longer. I promise you that Skype has more raw accounts than Zoom. But no, Skype has Zoom. been sunsetted. Skype is, Skype is irrelevant now. You're, it's it's a, okay, fine. Pandora is not Pandora irrelevant. Pandora is barely relevant. You you do not. Sorry, Pandora is Kathy Griffin. Pandora is Kathy no. Griffin. It is clawing onto any semblance of relevancy that it <laughs> can get. No, it's not. No. It, that's Pandora not would is. do the Kids' Choice You're, Awards. Cat, title is Kathy Griffin. Okay, if we're doing that analogy, okay. Pandora has <laughs> been a long way too around way too long for that. No, what Pandora is is Pandora is who's like an actor that just like quietly hums along that was popular like ten years ago. And is is no longer popular, or we're still you're, we're, we're on this hill where no 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 is still popular. It is well, it it's is, not but Pepsi, for dude, an older no, it's for an older subset of people, like character actors. Like I, I don't know, maybe uh, well, I'm thinking Margot Martindale. Probably Mar- no, that's <laughs> definitely not her. That would be like Groove Shark or something. Groove Shark, <laughs> that's an old one. Um, well, I think it's time to. Let's rate them. Put our feelings aside about streaming services. Rate this beer. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this a 3.5 out of 5. I enjoy it. I would definitely have this again. I could also have, you know, a bunch of these in a row. I probably wouldn't get sick of it. It's a very quality beer. Yeah, I've cruised through this. Uh, It's definitely a different... I think a lot of people are trying to get away from IPAs. And that the hazies and the craze, and I think this is a delightful break from it. To be perfectly honest, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I like it. Yeah. I want. I, I'm in between a three five and a three point seven five, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick with a three point five, uh, Vinces out of five Vinces, just to kind of keep New York a little humble. Yeah, I think so. And even though I wouldn't consider New York. A big beer town. This is a great entry in the beer category. Absolutely. And, you know, we're drinking it here in Chicago, but next time I'm in Brooklyn, I'll make sure I go hard. Or the next time you're in Japan. Yeah. Or well, Australia. Where some of our listeners are, too. Maybe we can have a, a little uh, meetup party. They'll get together. Yeah. All right. But let's not forget, we started this show talking about putting from uh night putting. night putting yeah night putting so well we'll, we'll sign <laughs> off here uh, maybe um, i'll give you just a, a quick a quick uh one i was particularly proud of that's aggressively disgusting is uh i never quit but come so quick they call me roger rabbit <laughs> i want to hear this the rest of the song but <laughs> i bet you do until then uh Thanks for listening, everybody. Please follow our show on Instagram, Apple, Spotify, wherever. 
I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Brooklyn, we go hard. Good night! What are you, at Lollapalooza? <laughs> no, then I would be like, make some motherfucking noise. No, no, we all know. We saw, we saw the, <laughs> the Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>